All right, welcome back to Wax Wednesday. Why join the Navy when you can be a pirate? And we really should be called Wax Thursdays now, shouldn't we, Louie? I guess so. It's uh, We missed a couple of Wednesdays. Yeah, our upload's on Thursdays. But where are, we, where are we around the world for this one? Well, we're sort of keeping it pretty consistent with our theme of, I guess, civil unrest and the journey of, uh, of many a musician's make. I'd, I'd nearly say we're sort of exploring the, the musical crusade uh, through the Americas. And this, this episode... And due to the amount of artists that would move out, like, sorry, that would miss out. We'll do probably five parts of this, by the way. This will be an ongoing series because we can't fit what we're about to do in one show. No, five boroughs, five parts. Do you guys see where we're going nah, with this? Oh, the fifth borough is going to be hard to do, by the way. <laughs> Stanton Island. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, don't worry. I actually, I, I know where we can start. Don't worry about that. Yeah, so for those who uh, need a little fill-in, we're, do- we're going around New York City. Well, this is just like a brief introduction to music in New York. Yeah, music of the boroughs. Um, we've sort of been putting our heads together to to kind of keep some topical genres going. And again, Gideon and I have a massive intersection of of artists born out of New York. Yeah, and just for those wondering, New Jersey is not in New York. So uh, our uh, condolences to Billy Joel on that one. <laughs> and, and Springsteen. And Spring, yeah, the boss does not get a feature. No. We're going through the Bronx, Harlem, Brooklyn... Manhattan and Queens for this one. Yeah. Staten Island, what, two, sure. Exactly. And there's there's a lot to talk about. And Gids, obviously, you've spent some time in New York, so you can bring some stories of your own, which I'd love to whittle down. Yeah, there's so many. So I'll start off with, uh, so last week we were in the 1960s in Memphis, and now I want to go to the 1970s in New York. So 50 years ago, actually, almost to the day, Carol King released Tapestry. This record's 50 really? years old. 50 years old, to the d- just about to the day. Yeah. Wow. And, and you're going to play that? I'll definitely play it. This was like synonymous with my time in New York. Um, it is like, I, I saw the musical Beautiful. I don't know you if are, you are a massive Carole King fan as well. Yeah, well, like she's got the voice of an angel. But I think she's one of the best, best singers. Uh, she's actually the, one of the best songwriters of all time. Like there's so many tracks. We've done a one on her before. Like go back and listen to the best songwriters of all time. Uh, one we did, but she wrote so many absolute bangers. Like I feel like she had the most number ones in the country during the 70s and... That was a good time to be into music. <laughs> My musical journey is uh, a little similar to yours, also born out of the 70s. Um, one of the biggest albums in punk rock to, ev- well, the biggest album in punk rock, arguably the birth of punk rock, the Ramones and their self-titled album, Ramones. Think Blitzkrieg Bop, um, Beat Down the Brat. Yeah, straight out of Queens. We're also uh, just down the road, a guy called Simon and a guy called Art met for the first time there as well, who I'll be playing. And for those who uh, can't put it together, that's Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> exactly. And... Honestly, the more the, the deeper we go into this, the more and more and more gets released. I think also importantly, something to touch on is um, the al- the the labels of New York, and this is another another sort of deep dive I just about did. And when I sort of picked it apart more and more and more, I was like, this this musical tapestry to dip back to Carol King that New York weaves is so deep. I mean, the biggest biggest labels being Atlantic Records, big, one of the biggest soul labels out there. You and I, I know for a fact, we own. Uh, most we, of it. We <laughs> could do hours worth of just playing music from uh, exactly. No talking. Matador as well. I think you'd be shocked to see how much Matador you own. I was gobsmacked. I mean, you know, artists like Queens of the Stone Age, Matador Export, The Strokes, big sort of alt rock, um, alt rock label, and then also RCA, which is um, Radio Corporation America. So think all of the current pop and and hip hop. Yeah, and R&B. where this really starts is New York is so synonymous with all these musicians because of the places they get to play at, like, there's nowhere in the world where you could play at Madison Square Gardens, the Apollo, like, Hammerhole, Paradise Garage, 
Like these are just absolute institutions that made for the like the breeding grounds for like the artists who they are today. Like the stories of like at the Apollo, like where Aretha Franklin used to go and just like hang out, and then she'd be see all these incredible singers, and then she's like, all right, maybe I could sing too. Ah, oh, but I mean, like the original Jazz Lab as well from New York. I think all the jazz clubs yeah, back born in the fifties and sixties, Birdlands Bar, um, which is obviously kind of synonymous with Charlie Bird Parker. Um, all of the and Dizzy's place as well. Um, uh, to be alive and go to these places. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some bars in there that obviously started, ja- you know, bebop. Yeah, it's jazz. hard to know what came first. Like, did the label or the pla- or the venue or did the musician come well, first? Well, yeah, I mean, like, a lot of these musicians were just playing live. I mean, there's still to this day bars in New York that will get guest appearances from from you know some of the household names of jazz. Oh, for sure, and. Um, so we've already touched on some, but we also got some absolute legends as well that we're not playing o- as well, like some real icons. But I would say, if we're going to say we're the five boroughs of New York, who's the best artist to come out of New York of all time? It's a loaded question. Some would have to say it like Ella Fitzgerald, who <laughs> I will play shortly. Some would say like uh, Carol King, Patti Smith. But kids, I mean, we're looking past Kiss some of our our household favorites and and i guess long-time listener of the podcast are definitely if you if you're playing at home and your musical knowledge is 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 deep uh a label i didn't touch on was daftone records and daftone records two biggest exports being sharon jones and the daft kings and then charles bradley and the manhattan street band yeah like we could keep going if right? now if now is the time to play charles bradley uh, i mean i don't know what is no I mean, we'll do a tribute set on the day he passed away of just pure charles bradley we've been talking about this for doing for a while we will but i'm definitely going to play him today because he's my favorite artist out of new york oh for sure and we haven't even gone into like the electronic scene we're just talking about the bands at the moment no Um, exactly because there is a huge that disco scene in new york is as you mentioned before paradise garage yeah and there's and paradise garage was just the one where larry levan just made it hugely popular but there was so many as well and they're really just institutions not only just for like the music just for like the relations in New York where yeah, like... Yeah, for scenes as well. It was like the only places where a uh, an African-American and a white American could actually be in the same venue and dance together and they weren't segregated. Oh, well, it, the uh, Simon and Garfunkel playing live in Central Park was the concert and the, I know this is sort of old news on our podcast, but uh, was it the first or up there with one of the only legalised festivals where you could smoke weed for the day? Yeah. And, like, and that, at the time, that was massively progressive. Yeah, and all, all through the work of the musicians and music, like it's hard to know. Like Central Park's another incredible place exactly. for music; it doesn't end. Exactly. No, you're so right. Um, and it, it just like it, the musical pedigree of of New York just runs so thick. Um, but also, I guess the diversity of New York just breeds it. I mean, even to go back, um, you know, to go to go back into sort of the inception and 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 why New York was such a place that was sort of synonymous with music, uh, you sort of have to go back and to the early 1920s uh, even even prior to that um and there's a place in new york it's kind of got a, a it's a derogatory name called tim pan alley and tim pan alley is a place that gets referenced all through songwriting there's a blues guitarist probably up there with my favorite stevie ray vaughan um he plays a song called tim pan alley and sings directly of that and the reason it got its name was at the time it was obviously an affordable living and it was when uh lithographic and phonographic prints first came out so you could record music have it played back so the demand for sheet music went through the roof and at the time all music writers were going to new york because that's where they could make money like if you could play piano and write sheet music you could make money in new york 
Yeah, and there's so many stories of like, uh, for those who haven't been to New York, when you just walk around, the amount of buskers in the subways and the streets and the quality is exactly just, like people actually, it's unlike most of the world where you just like walk past the buskers in your city. Like, I don't know, in Melbourne, like you really don't really pay too much attention, maybe of 20 cents here or there. But like in New York, like there's a whole show. There's like a gathering of crowds for like people playing, dancing. And it's like, it's a real scene. It's not just like something on the side. Yeah. And I'm not going to go as far as to say as busking got incepted in New York because I feel like that'd get called out pretty quick. But Tim Pan Alley got its name because of all the, the noises of shonky upright pianos getting played and then people in the streets, like children and, and, and people who couldn't afford a piano, playing tin pans as and drums. And the noise was synonymous. Therefore, Tim Pan Alley became, um, became a place. And that's still there today. It's if you, I don't know if you've been kids, but it's, you know, it's just I literally a street of music shops and production studios and it, the industry is still thick. No, but there's a lot of been recording studios as well in New York where like you have every musician would have gone through New York and every music musician would have gone into these record la- uh, these recording studios from the likes of uh, uh, Dylan to Hendrix mm. to... Yeah, it's a rite like of passage. It's a rite ev- of passage. Because if, if there's one place you want to play and sell out, it'd be Madison Square Gardens. Oh, without like, a doubt. Well, if you're that big, obviously the small intimate venues like the Apollo would be sick as well. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, but the, yeah, exactly. The theatre scene in New York is is massive. Like you could just you could tour that city for a year, I reckon, and play at a different venue. Oh, longer. I was, <laughs> like, you can make people make living just staying in the one borough. Like you don't even have to leave. Like yeah, if you, exactly. If you grow up in Brooklyn, you don't have to leave. But you could track. I mean, as I just touched on, you could just track musical progression um, and the progression of technology purely just through musical exports of New York. Like I was saying, sheet music to start. And then a label I touched on before, RCA, Radio Corp of America, they were the biggest producer of phonographs in, in the world at the time. Uh, and then obviously they be- they became Airways. And then the next part of that was signing artists to produce music. Um, and then the, the, the sort of label just became an item of necessity after that. They just followed the progression of music at the time. Yeah, and definitely, like, two musicians we're not going to play for you, but I want to give them a shout-out, because maybe we'll go into their story in a a future one, is, like, Alicia Keys, who I think is one of the best female artists of all time, and she's, like, from, uh, born and raised in New York, and then, obviously, like, there's a a guy who grew up in Brooklyn, uh, I don't know, called George Wallace, I don't know if you know of him. Um, No, I don't. Maybe you know him as Biggie Smalls, or maybe (laughs) you know him as uh, Notorious B.I.G., but... His story, I don't know if you watched the documentary that was recently um, no, on Netflix, but I watched it the other week, and it's a really interesting angle, because I've seen a lot of documentaries about him, but this one had some interviews with his childhood friends who haven't really spoken about him before. This is when he was young, and on the street, and uh, him and a few other 13-year-olds were just, obviously, just hanging out on the street, literally, like, his mum would go to t- be a teacher at a school, and when um, his mum leaves, he goes down the, down the street get some crack and he, they sold it on the street and then that's how he knew became friends with all these guys like who also came rappers and then um he knew it's funny he knew the second the train of his mum was coming home he'd be like all right that's it boys <laughs> that's no more for today <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah there's and there's so many stories and then obviously uh the real changing point for, for him was when he left his block like it was absurd you're talking about leaving new york this guy didn't leave his block like <laughs> He had, like, his stuff, and he left his block one day to go down the street to, uh, he had, like, oh, someone raps. He's like, oh, you can rap. And he was rapping at the time. He, like, knew how to rhyme, and he went down and just, like, this guy did a, thought he could freestyle with this guy, and the, the other guy goes first. Like, like, the fact that I'm calling him the other guy just proves he didn't win. <laughs> 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 uh, 
And he starts rapping and Biggie just comes and demolishes him. And then that went around Brooklyn and obviously started releasing records. And then next thing you know, Puff Daddy at the time comes, uh, or P. Diddy comes at the time and says, you're special. Let's, uh, let's get your music let's out there. Let's do this. And a man who was taken way too young. Oh, definitely. I mean, and that even sort of the prelude to that is, you know, the birth of the birth of the breakbeats. Um, you know, Legends of the Five Boroughs, King Herc, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Beastie Boys. Why? Well, ex- yeah. Run DMC. <laughs> exactly. But these early, early um, DJs or, yeah, mix masters. But also about politics. Like Run DMC were the first uh, black artists on MTV w- with their feature on Aerosmith. Like their collaboration they did with Aerosmith, Walk This Way. Like it came out of New York. I mean, yeah, there's been so much public action through music in in the streets of New York and as you're saying but it's also um you know a lens for racial divide as well a lot of these artists um and I'll, p- I'll play you one Sonny Rollins I mean they're they would go and learn music classical music uh, and become classically trained in Paris and France because they couldn't get a musical education in the states and then come back and play in jazz clubs to to audiences for nothing yeah it's a tough question to answer like who's the greatest artist from New York like it's even hard like do we even mention Jay-Z <laughs> yeah, uh, like, yeah, I mean, that's hard. I think like I, when I, you search New York, it would come up with New York State of Mind or Frank Sinatra in New York. And yeah. Like but when you, look, when you look at New York and the musical journey of New York, it's sort of been, I mean, New York was the birth of bebop jazz, uh, the modern jazz revolution of New York. But then, like I said before, you got the Ramones. I mean, the first Ramones record, Ramones, is like if you want to be a punk or a mod or a rocker, you have to listen to that record. Yeah, and also someone else who came out of New York, and I'm not the biggest fan of this guy, but in every collection, in every store, you'll find his name. And, and not just one, like 10 of these records. And that's Neil Diamond. His oh. records are just <laughs> fucking everywhere. I don't I know, know why. I think in every second-hand collection I've ever sort of bought, uh, there's been like double-ups <laughs> of Neil Diamond records. I, that man pressed a lot of records. He pressed a lot of songs, but just power, like just proves how well-known he got. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that 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 is such a solid pick like up. another like Cow King, a tribe called Quest, Mariah Carey. Uh, we could go on just naming like absolute pe- like Sammy Davis Jr. Anyways, we were, I think what we're gonna do, I think that's enough for now. I think we just gotta play music and let it talk for itself. Oh yeah, well, I'd like to definitely get into some records. Um, this is gonna be a slightly longer set than normal, kids. We've we've limited ourselves to four records each. Yeah, so what? this is just the first one. This is just like a, a brief overview of New York of the five boroughs, and then we'll go in specifically into each one. Um, we'll do Staten Island. I think that'll be the, yeah. the most <laughs> interesting one. But I'm actually really looking forward to uh, the Bronx one. Like, if each, so I don't know if you know this, but each borough has such a s- different story. It's crazy. Like Yeah, and, and I, I think we're going to be shocked at the sound of each as well. Oh, for sure. Like, Brooklyn is more synonymous with hip-hop. you got the Bronx that's more like... More, um, I don't know. That's what d- that's the home of Dutch Robinson. So it's more like yeah, disco and the sound of disco and soul. I think it definitely was born and out of Harlem Bronx. too. Yeah. Well, I mean Harlem. I've got quite a few, uh, quite a few bands out of Harlem that I really enjoy. Yeah, no, I'd say Manhattan is a disco. Like the East Village back in the day would be. Well, I'd say it's also synonymous with me. Yeah. Jazz. Yeah, jazz is also like everywhere's New York is jazz. Yeah. Or is jazz New York? Like it's also a bit hard. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then you've got Staten Island, and I think an interesting one out of that is uh, Mac DeMarco, and he's had a pretty massive independent um, independent revolution, you know, making making music in your bedroom and going global. There you go. All right, well, 
let's uh let's do the wax to the talking for this one and uh stay tuned for the next burrow when we go in in detail to it let's do it and uh before we before we play gives just want to give a cap of what you're playing yeah yeah so i touched on it before like cow king tapestry the 50 year anniversary but i'll play the og one gotta play ella fitzgerald because for me like I think I would go Ella One and Alicia Two as one, two the two greatest female singers of all time, and they're both from New York. Uh, Simon and, and uh, Ark, um, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, uh, like born out of Queens, like they talk for themselves. And one that you probably don't know, but also from the seventies, a guy called D Train, um, and you'll 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 know the lyric because. Uh, and another one is called D Train, and you'll know his because uh, there's a sample in there that's pretty recognizable. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm definitely going to open up with the Ramones. I can't not play them as a as a as a born and bred punk rocker. I also have to touch jazz. Uh, Sonny Rollins, really synonymous record saxophone colossus. If you haven't heard it, it's beautiful. Sonny Rollins is a spectacular tenor sax player. Ben Parani, who you don't know, um, but I have played him before. His record, How Do I Talk to My Brother. He was a mod. He was a rocker. He was a rare soul collector and everything in between. And then I'll finish with our main man, Charles. Alright guys, we'll uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye.
was a prominent frogman. My mom was in the Naval Reserve. When I was young, I carried a gun, but I never got the chance to serve. I did not serve. They call me Baby Driver. Once upon a pair of wheels.
She fell for a swell buckaroo whose name was Sad. got in action. Delilah did her cooch. She gave him He fell me 
Thank you. 